0: Hello and welcome to Two for None, your favourite cricket comedy podcast. My name is Patrick Cullen and I'm here with my wonderful co-host in the bloody flesh, Christopher T. Barty. But. hey man. Hey man, how are you? I'm all a bit of a zoom your face. We're in uh, Sydney.
1: Yeah, we are, we are. Oh, um, amazing we're We're in the same room we've we're in a secret corner of a um conference center in an unnamed hotel <laughs> flown halfway across the country to see you, but we're still not facing each other physically isn't that weird? yeah we're in kind of an l-shaped configuration, and yeah. I am looking out the window and pats on my left. <laughs>
0: well i know you can't pod and look at me at the same time you can
1: move your microphone you can just do a bit of that action oh good oh see well it's a whole
0: new world yeah okay uh you can even you can bring a chair around look chris this is the options that we have when we're face to face you know like it's it's a really okay it's a different vibe there you go it's it's a whole
1: new thing all right um mate how you been good good no excited um the cricket doesn't stop, does it? Um, <laughs> Never stops. Turns out we're like in the
0: middle of footy season still doing pods.
1: Yeah. I mean, like last year we finished up after the Ashes. and uh, No, after the South Africa series, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, After uh, and Smith and Warner and stuff. And um, then we had a good long six-month break. Yeah, big break. And that allowed me to sustain my relationship. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I didn't have to do a podcast every week. Because I like cricket and I like podcasting. um, But, um, you know, it's not conducive. It's not a two-man game. It is a two-man game, but it's not a two-man game, if you know what I'm saying. Um, And so this year we've um, extended the season out, uh, but justifiably so. Uh, It's worth it because there's a lot of cricket um, that's going on, and good cricket, particularly from an Australian standpoint. Um, Eight one-day international victories on the trot for the Australians. Um, I don't think we would have said that. Um, even a few months ago when we played the Indians in Australia. We were happy with a 2-1 series defeat and thought, well, that wasn't embarrassing. Um, But we just seemed to have hit our stride at the right time. Um, Really interesting results in the Sheffield Shield with the introduction of the Duke Ball. Yeah. Um, Yeah, hooping around corners. Hooping around corners and just names... Um, that you wouldn't have even thought of, uh, you know, up until a few weeks ago, um, just uh, putting their hand up uh, for last minute uh, selections. The name likes of uh, Siddle Pattinson. Yeah. Um, unreal. Uh, Sean Abbott bowling Sean Abbott. bowling fantastically well. Yeah. Um, uh, and some good performance
0: with the bat too. Chris, great performance in like with trying conditions. So mm-hmm. it bodes really well, mate. It bodes I, very well. I, you know, you know me, terminal shit jumper. Like I, I, I see an opportunity to jump off ship and avoid icebergs. I'm already mm. in the water. I'm kilometers away. Mm. Uh, and I cannot believe how good uh, things are looking right now. I mean, it's a funny game, isn't it? Bardo. It's a very funny game. Eight wins on the trot. All of a sudden, the Sheffield Shield's kicking off. Um, just in time for the World Cup. I think Australia's just got a real a real chip on its shoulder or, or, or something between the old teeth when it comes to being in good nick for the World Cup, Chris. We've got to be in contention now we'll, with those we'll,
1: wins. Uh, we've got to be in contention for the World Cup. Um, and so, look, all of a sudden, things that were looking a bit doom and gloom in terms of an Ashes series coming up in England. We weren't sure how competitive we were going to be. All of a sudden, we've had a bit of practice with the Duke ball. We're bowling pretty well. Um, uh, our sideways movements looking good. Um, hopefully, we've learned a few lessons about how to play that ball. Um, and then in the shorter forms of the game, as you say, um, you know, eight wins on the trot, not just in, in and of itself, which is an amazing achievement, but eight wins on the trot in the subcontinent, <laughs> if you don't mind. Um, I, think on our, I think on our last episode, we talked about. You know, remember the time we all said that Usman Kwaja couldn't play spin? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But now it's like, remember the time we all said Usman Kwaja couldn't play spin, Aaron Finch was horrendously out of form, and Glenn Maxwell didn't have the temperament to carry a batting lineup? <laughs> And it's like, wow. I remember saying all those things Uh. on the record, on the public record. (laughs) There's enough eggs to make a Pavlova there, mate. So much egg on our Yeah, more egg than
0: Fraser Anning. Um, Bardo, look, it's going to be a big show today, mate. Um, And I think we're going to try and just keep it to the Sheffield Shield final and the five ODIs uh, against Pakistan. Mm. Um, And then we're just going to discuss in relation to injuries and form, what our what our current World Cup squads looking like, what our Ashes squads, if any of that sort of changed mm. in relation to these these two major events. Mm. So um, let's crack in. Before we get started, if you are a Pakistan fan and uh, you like this podcast, can you please get in touch with me? I'm in desperate need of a Pakistan cricket correspondent in the lead up to the World Cup. Um, just, just shoot me an email. Find us on the Facebook page. Get amongst it, folks. Get into it. Um, we'd love to hear from you. Can I also say that Chris and I may have uh, done some ninja work, done a bit of 007 work, in order to get into this particular conference room, folks. So um, here's hoping we don't get kicked out. We've got 45 minutes to do the pod, Bardo. Let's let's do it under pressure. That's all I'm saying. It's
1: in and out, Pat. <laughs>
0: also, we've got to go eat burritos. So uh, without further ado, let's talk about the Shield final, Bardo, Victoria versus New South Wales, and uh, what a game it was, particularly for that mm. man, uh, Marcus Harris.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean you know, um Marcus Harris was uh, a name unknown at the start of the summer, wasn't he, for, for many Australian cricket fans. Um uh, thoroughly impressed um with his performances, uh particularly against the, the world class outfit outfit that was India. Um and uh I, You know, when he came into the side, he was a guy that was renowned for making great 20s and 30s, but but not necessarily making a big, dirty, fat one. So to make 141 um, in a Shield final against the Duke ball um, in the first innings um, and essentially set up the victory for Victoria in the Shield final bodes really, really well for him. So this is something I, I think that, um, uh, you know, this will be the making of, of of Marcus Harris, or, or at least a seminal moment that we'll be able to point back to and say mm. that was when he really stamped himself on on the Australian cricket scene. Finishes a uh, top of the run table list. He managed to overtake Matthew Wade with
0: this last um, with mm. this last 102. So, one hundred and forty one to him opening the batting off two hundred and twenty nine balls. And, and, you know, dominated. Uh, difficult conditions, um, as you mentioned before, Bardo. Um, Sean Abbott was swinging it around corners. Harry Conway has been a bloody good find for New South Wales too. Um, very, very tidy out swing bowler. He picked up a couple. And mm. Trent Copeland at the end of this game as well ends up on top of the uh, wicket Takers list. Mm. So quite a lot of movement there, Bardo. Mm. Um, Nothing much in the middle order. Bukovsky went for 17. Uh, White and Gotch were 2-7, and seven, so not a lot there. Uh, Short got 34. Mr Pattinson in his return um, for the Victorians, 23 with the bat. Tremaine, 13. Siddle, and 8. So kind of fell away towards the end. But all in all, at the end of the first innings there, Victoria finished with 289. Our first-inning score, Bardo, oh, that would prove to be decisive. Mm. Um in, in the in the nature of the game, Trent Copeland with five for
1: seventy four. Yeah, look really interesting, man. Clearly, those sessions standing in front of the uh, the analysing technology <laughs> that he's got there on the uh, broadcast um, pay dividends because um, people forget that Trent Copeland made his Test debut in the same Test as Nathan Lyon. Yeah, um, um, and he's been a high class first class. A first class, first class, um, bowler. A first uh, class, first class. I for, like it um, for a period of time. So um, people are talking about him potentially sneaking onto that Ashes tour, Get and, out and, of and here. with figures like that, you you can see why. Um, but that um, I tell you what, that pool of fast bowling uh, 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 stocks is uh, is swelling by the day. Um, it's engorged, butter, It's mm, ready to pop. It's like a
0: pimple after day three.
1: And I think what's really interesting is we saw um, in the yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to push past that. Um, uh, we, um, we saw in the press, uh, you know, earlier in the week, uh, Darren Lehman come out and, and, and say that, look, essentially it might have been a bit of a, a selection mistake um, to focus uh, so heavily on the speed of the bowler rather than their, their ability to produce sideways movement in, in English conditions. And he was referring particularly to Peter Siddle's p- performance um, at the Oval in 2015 where he was mm. effectively played in the fifth test and fifth test alone and perhaps maybe it would have been more beneficial to uh, have played him a little bit earlier. So it is really interesting, I think, where you've got guys like, um, uh, you know, Copeland and, and we'll talk about Pattinson and um, Siddle in a moment, but these guys that are more focused these days on more guile and, and sideways movement coming into uh, the reckoning for a, for a test birth.
0: It's remarkable Peter Siddle, isn't it? I mean, that bloke is just the man who will not die. He just mm. keeps on striking back, Bardo. He's like Matthew McConaughey's acting career. <laughs> um, you know, every time you think he's dead and buried, he just he keeps pulling out. And all the while, I'm munching on bananas. you got to give him credit for that. Um, Sean Abbott has been a real find in this, Bardo. uh, You know, a, a bowling all-rounder. Obviously, did wonderful things in, in the big bash and has done for a considerable period of time. But I think the juke ball really suits his style. Um, same goes for Conway, who, who's been very good. Uh, New South Wales, you know, a, a wonderfully strong side. Uh, and in reply, you know, they couldn't really get up as much as they'd like. Your mate Daniel Hughes, by Barnaud, opening the batting for New South Wales in their first innings, got a two, as did Nick Larkin. Those two have formed a pretty tidy combination, though, over mm-hmm. the course of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe they were unlucky. The spoon, uh, Curtis Patterson, was out for 19. Uh, Moses got a 35 Outside of a 20-1 and to Jason Sanger and a 20 to Jack Edwards, things for the New South Welshman fell apart pretty quickly. It was an excellent bowling performance, particularly from that man Siddle, as you mentioned, 5 for 28. Pattinson picked up 3 for 30 um, and Tremaine 2 for 27. Citadel, Pattinson, Tremaine, Boland is a ferocious fast
1: bowling attack. Oh, it's phenomenal, isn't it? I mean, that's an international class bowling attack in, yeah. in and of itself. I mean, um, you know, in, in obviously recent seasons, we've had an all, all New South Wales bowling attack with the likes of uh, Hazelwood, Stark and Cummins. Um, you know, with, the, with injuries to Stark and Hazelwood at the moment, um, it's really anybody's guess as to what that uh, what that bowling lineup's going to be, and and I, or, well injuries to to uh, uh, Stark Hazelwood and now Richardson as well. Yeah. So um, I tell you what, um, Peter Siddle and James Pattinson have time their runs well. Um, Chris Tremaine, um, you know, has been I think I think was unlucky. Um, uh, earlier in the summer not to make his test debut. Um, And uh, I think you'll see that he'll make his way onto an Australia Australia A tour um, uh, later on in July. Um, And Scotty Boland's an interesting one because Scotty Boland's average for this summer is something phenomenal, like 18 or 19. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And he's traditionally been more known as a white ball bowler. Um, so for him to lead the Victorian attack for much of the summer um, is uh, is a phenomenal effort, and uh, you know only bowling six overs in the first dig um, <laughs> as well too, and, and coming on coming on second change um, barely got warmed up, Scotty Boland. Look, and such was Victoria's dominance um, in this bowling performance that um, someone by the likes of uh, Johnny Holland, who's arguably the, the second best spinner in the country at the moment. Didn't even get to roll his arm over. Couldn't get the rock. Um, Couldn't get it out of the hand of the quicks. So interesting times for sure, um, and look, it certainly put um, uh, New South Wales on the back foot uh, really straight away, and they're always going to be chasing the, the game from there. Um,
0: yeah, you get one hundred and twenty-one in the first dig, you're going to be unlikely to win any many games. But I, I hate to say it, but uh, it's it's a true nonetheless.
1: Yeah, look, it's, we've only really seen one one instance, I think, this summer where it, uh, it was Queensland, I think, against South Australia, where they where they managed to pull out a pull out a victory with a low total batting first, but. Um, uh, Looking the second dig for for Victoria, not really a lot to to write home about. Um, look, I, just a special mention, I think as well in terms of Seb, Seb Gotch, I think his wicket keeping's been really good for Victoria this this summer, um, and that's just another area where Victoria has a lot of depth. Uh, Sam Harper, who plays for the Melbourne Renegades, oh yeah, yeah, yeah is yeah. the second choice wicket keeper for Victoria, and um, he can't get it can't get a look in at the moment either, um, but. Um, his wicket-keeping has been really solid, and obviously he's batting four at the moment for Victoria, yeah, wow. which is pretty fierce. Um, and uh, that the second inning's for for the Vicks. Again, from a batting standpoint, there wasn't a lot to write home about. I think everybody in the top six got starts, um, 25, 23. bukowski with 51, Gotch with 20. Cam White, the bear, um, with uh, 36. Um, who was a late call-up, I believe, into this this game. Oh. Matty Short, Pattinson with 15. Uh, and then, of course, the tail, uh, Tremaine with a nine, Siddle with two. Boland, a duck, a duck and uh, John Holland with four. Tell you what, at this point in the game, Pat, John Holland had scored a <laughs> duck. He'd scored a duck in the first innings. Uh, didn't bowl in Victoria's... First, sorry, New South Wales' first innings, and uh, he scored four in Victoria's second innings. So his contribution is a duck, he fielded, and he scored four, from four balls. You know what, Chris? I've had many
0: similar games for the Mighty Summerhill Cricket Club, and I'm really living my best John Holland life over here.
1: Yeah, right? Um, so anyway, so Johnny Holland's feeling pretty good about himself. Um, He's getting uh, ready
0: to, uh, to uh, really crack open the champagne at the end of this, really feeling like he contributed
1: yeah that's right look at it and we spoke about this at the uh, the New South Wales bowling attack uh, obviously uh, just a moment ago but um, again this just goes to show how how deep Australia's bowling attack runs at the moment Trent Copeland has uh, kicked off with three for 52 Sean Abbott who we spoke about earlier has taken four for 82 and uh, Harry Conway who is effectively the sixth choice fast bowler for <laughs> New South Wales and has Formed, has been in reasonable form himself, of late like taking two for thirty-one. Did mo- they, they were they were obviously the the key bowlers for for New South Wales in that second innings. But by that stage, the the damage was well and truly done, um, and they didn't leave leave much of a chance for New South Wales to uh, to run run it down. Sadly not. And look,
0: New South Wales couldn't get there. Dan Hughes did make a 41. Curtis Patterson, the spoon, our mate, got a 76. And outside of that, the scores were pretty pretty middling. Um, New South Wales not able to get across the line, being all out for 210. Uh, Victoria winning that one. Marcus Harris got man of the match, and Victoria took home their 30-something shield. Um, which is a very, very impressive effort from those guys. Bardo. and and you know, like we said, through that quite a lot of performances there, which were very, very compelling. Mm. Um, and you know, if Trent Copeland makes it on the plane, mm. Alex Spinks, uh, who I went to drama school with, is going to be on the blower to me straight away. He's been on that bloody Trent Copeland train for many years, mm. um, and I never believed him. And now he's going to be. I can. And can hear him, low in the distance, getting mm. on his high horse. Oh,
1: well, look, and, and uh, well may his horse be high because <laughs> um, <laughs> he's uh, Trent Copeland's looking in great form, and I think um, you know, it was, uh, in the lead-up to the Ashes, uh, Australia is A's going to be playing some county county sides. Um, to to get warmed up and to give them some, some exposure and, and, and get some injury cover. Um, I think it's going to be really interesting to see what sort of shape that eleven takes. Um, I think what you'll end up finding is that, um, if I had to guess, um, I, I think that um, uh, the pace bowling attack there will be some combination of uh, uh, Tremaine, Copeland, uh, Pattinson... And uh, Siddle, I, th- um, I, I think, again, with a focus more on side-to-side movement uh, um, rather than uh, raw pace, um, given the lessons of the, of the past. Um,
0: it does make a difference to the white bull, though, Chris. That could, that could change the game there. I mean, mm-hmm. um, velocity does come into it a bit more. When the, when the bull stops moving side-to-side You know, by about mm-hmm. the 15th, 20th over, then that, that could really change the, the game. But I hear your point, you know, those performances are, are very compelling. Um, you may have heard some bumps and, and bumps there, folks. We may be getting kicked out of here in a moment, but we're going to ride the lightning till then because um, that's how we roll on two for none. But uh, let's let's move on to these ODIs, shall we, big man? Mm. Um, let's go and change gear and, and have a chat about that and, and, and rewind the clock, Chris. Rewind the clock back to the first ODI um, that we played against Pakistan, the most recent series. We won that by eight wickets with six balls remaining in an absolute thriller. Mm. Um, Pakistan batted first and and looked pretty good, particularly Haris Sahail um, yeah. when he's made an ODI hunt ton, butto.
1: Yeah, look, Pakistan have really unearthed the talent there in Haris Sahail. Um, I've got to be honest, when I first saw him come out the bat, he's a, he's a, a slightly chubby bespectacled <laughs> fellow and... Um, <laughs> I wasn't sure if he was in the right place, but um,
0: <laughs> he didn't have the same sort of intimidation that no. you'd when, you know when you saw Kevin Peterson walking out there or Virat Kohli or somebody.
1: No, that's right. But um, but fair play to the, fair play to the man. I mean, he batted he batted beautifully. Beautifully, particularly in this game for 101, not out, was the backbone of the Pakistani innings. Um, I thought Shan Masood was really good as well, mm. um, particularly
0: after they lost the, the early wicket of Amar Um, not to be confused with Inza Amar uh who was a, a pod favourite. Mm. But um, Shan Masood batted very well, was very tidy. Uh, and, and, you know, down the order there... Um, Imad Wasim uh, played some incredible shots. I'm not sure if you saw that, Chris, but he played a sweep shot off Nathan Lyon. Sorry, off Nathan Coulter-Nile, which was about two foot outside off, and he took it square of the wicket for
1: six. It was yeah, right. nuts. Yeah, okay. It's just classic Pakistan. Just classic Pakistan.
0: Yeah. You just like box of chocolates. <laughs> what, you never
1: know. What are you thinking? Yeah, Look, and I I I think from that game as well. Um, as I, as I said to you before, in the last episode when we were talking about the Indians here, I think the Australians have started to get the balance of their bowling attack right. Mm-hmm. I think a couple of key features here. So first of all, Nathan Lyon was extremely economical, one for 38. Um, and and same can be said for uh, for Adam Zampa. But I, I think what's been really interesting with Aaron Finch's captaincy is his willingness to use Glenn Maxwell more yeah. and rely more on part-time spinners to get the to get the job done. In those middle overs especially. In those middle overs. Yeah. And, I, and I think... um. We also learn a little bit about the about the pecking order um, for the the one day pace attack at the moment. With uh, obviously you know, uh, Pat Cummins uh, being rested after a pretty uh, lengthy schedule, two some f- would say the longest schedule in history. <laughs> but that's right, almost rivaling that of uh, two for none. Pat, um, <laughs> but um, nearly Chris, nearly nearly. nearly. Um, but uh, I think I think we learned something about that. And and, and, and I will look well in this game um so um th- th- those were things th- those were things that I think both well look two eighties probably a little bit more than we wanted to concede For sure. um 40s there to Umar Akmal Shan
0: Masood <laughs> and uh, a couple of 28s to Farah and Wazim down the order there they both got 28s um you're right chris 280 is is maybe a little bit much 280 for fives not bad the bowling card looks pretty good Coulter to nile two for 61 it got taken for a few runs but looked all right and singles to Richard richardson nathan Lyon, and glenn maxwell uh i was pretty and when you look at those bowlers down that list chris mm. how many we used um and how many overs he got out of them richardson cool to nile Lyon, maxwell Zampa, stoinis like that's not only is that a lot of depth, that's a lot of variation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm so pleased to see that we're now competently playing two spinners that do different things with the ball yep. and how much of a difference that's made in in how we approach the middle orders of a one-day cricket.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, either way, uh, regardless of whether it's a left-hand or right-hand combination or, or, or whatever the case may be, you've now got spinners that turn the ball into into the in, either into the batsman or away from the batsman. Mm-hmm. Um, And also, uh, the way the ball reaches the batsman is slightly different. So, um, uh, Zampa is more in the, I think it's the Anelcumble sort of, style of leg spinner where he yeah. relies a lot more on overspin than, say, sidespin. Also, he's heavy, heavily reliant on the, the wrongen, but balls yeah. are great wrongen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, um, Particularly
0: on these sort of pitches too. I mean, this mm. pitch looked like the desert. Mm-hmm. It looked like it, it had not seen rain um, mm-hmm. since, since I was going to quote a song there, but I couldn't quite make it
1: work. Which is hilarious because I'm pretty sure one of these games was delayed. <laughs> the start was delayed um, by rain. So... <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, they worked out what it was and um, they've, they've sorted it. They've brought it in. But uh, I think, you know, as we as we said at the start of the episode, mate, the, the things that w- was arguably most heartening about this series is it has been a, a fairly rough trot for Aaron Finch of late. Oh, now, massively. Particularly for a guy that is so likeable, been so entertaining in the past, such a capable batsman. I still believe could have been a capable Red Bull batsman, maybe just picked the wrong time to to um to lose lose his touch a bit, but um for him to to make the score a Captain's Knock of 116, uh, partner with my man Shaun Marsh. Who, oh,
0: Bardo, here we go. Who
1: <laughs> just seems to bathe himself in the Lazarus Pit uh, <laughs> before every uh, every uh, every series and, and, and finds a way to come back. But he also looks in tremendous touch. Peter Hands the to finish at 39 out. Um, you know what, what 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 more can you say, um
0: Bardo, you must have been stoked well oh, look we' just got that ninety one you must have just had a big old Bardo smile on your face
1: uh look, it was certainly very helpful wasn 't it um, <laughs> uh i i'd look i i mean I sort of thought about jumping on uh, jumping a few on a few of the old uh, uh feeds and, and, and giving it to the keyboard warriors, but then I thought better of it, but um uh, Nothing
0: like getting into a a Facebook or a Twitter fight, Chris, and you know just, just like a, just 7 p.m. on a Sunday, just to really tie yourself over. Just a Reddit ramble,
1: um, <laughs> a, a Reddit rumble about Sean Marsh. Ah, oh, Sean Marsh, yeah, I like it. Um, but no, look, that was that was obviously tremendous, and and that uh, we then move on to the uh, the second game. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah, and look, and as you say, Chris, you know the the batting there really got us home, and that's so nice for a change. I thought Pakistan's bowling lacked a bit of a bit of impact um, it's telling when you see that Muhammad Amir went wickedless off nine overs um, and, and I think that tells you a lot I think Yassir Shah was pretty worked out by the Aussies as well um, and yeah getting away from that first game with a win I mean I, at this point Chris I was thinking to myself well fluke um, we fluked that, we'll ha- we'll take it, but we fluked it. And I should also just own up here, Chris, and acknowledge the fact that I've been one of those suckers on Aaron Finch's hammer over the last summer, uh, and I definitely have been, and I, I just want to eat my humble pie mm. for a quick bit. I just want to pull it out of the oven, um, put a little bit of cream on there and just devour it because uh, Finchy sure has shown me who's boss and uh, why. He's an international cricketer and I'm a mere mug. But... um. He's, he played very, very well, and, and did, it's yeah. great to see him in good form. Uh, he's a great captain, and and having him uh, leading from the front with a bat in the lead-up to the World Cup is exactly what we need. So um, really well done, Finchie. Uh, he's obviously put in a lot of hard work and, and credit to him for that. So then we move over to the second game at uh, at Sharjah Stadium. And again, Pakistan batted first. And look, Imam al-Haq, he was gone within five balls due to an absolutely cracking delivery from Jai Richardson. Mm. And, mate... Didn't Jai Richardson take to international ODI cricket like a duck to water?
1: Um, he looks great out there. He looks like he was born there. Yeah, look, no, he had a tremendous start to the game, taking two really quick wickets. Um, first of all, as you say, skilling imam on uh and then um, getting a leading edge off uh, Sean Mazood. Um And uh, had Pakistan in all sorts at uh, two for 35, and as you say, looked incredibly dangerous. Um, Unfortunately, we only got five overs out of him in this game where, uh, as a result of a uh, dislocated shoulder from a uh, a fielding mishap, um, which is, as you say, is incredibly unfortunate because um, from his test debut in um, in Australia against uh, Sri Lanka in uh, Brisbane um, he made an immediate impact straight away um, his form recently um, has been really good he, do, he has a tendency occasionally to go for some runs but I think he's constantly amongst the wickets uh, and when he's on he's really on um, his energy through the crease is really good he's he, Gets back to his mark quickly. I think it's just been a breath of fresh air. Um, They're saying he's out for about a, p- a period of uh, six to eight weeks. Fingers crossed he'll be ready for the World Cup. Um, the problem is the injury is to his bowling shoulder. Um, so whilst I don't think there's any necessar- any uh, long-term implications there, um, whether or not he'll be cherry-ripe for a World Cup is the only problem. So that that was really unfortunate. But it, um, it's funny, we talk about Aaron Finch because this opened up a great opportunity for for him.
0: For getting in with the ball. On um Jai Richardson's shoulder, mate, dislocations are really tricky because you've got a nerve, right, which sits just under the bone of your arm. And if you roll your shoulder back in incorrectly, you can pinch that nerve and lose the use of your arm. Mm. There are suckers out there you see just whack their own shoulders back in all the time, but it is it is risky and it is something he's gonna want to take easy on. Obviously if he takes a fall on that shoulder again down the line, it could be really problematic for him. Mm. So um I really do hope it gets he gets better fast. But you're right, getting back to this pakistan innings harris sahail came out glasses on and was sent out uh back end to the pavilion pretty quickly um off the bowling of a finch b train mm. and this must be in another moment where you were just like there with the aussie flag in your hand mate just like off your nut
1: uh, yeah well uh, big
0: proponent of finch's bowling i, I think have, you're the only person in uh, the media space but i, I have be been
1: yeah that's right that we can play those back <laughs> There'll be clips. There'll be clips. <laughs> there are definite clips. Yeah, no, because I always feel like in, um, particularly in uh, domestic one-day cricket, uh, and also in the Big Bash in recent years, um, he hasn't been shy to give himself to, to roll his arm over, and um, I mean they're Lehman-esque. I think you know. <sighs> Here we go. Um, they're Lehman-esque in the way that he bowls, <laughs> but. Um, as he uh, can get through his eye inside two minutes. He, he was argu- outside of outside of Joe, Richardson, Joe Richardson he was arguably the pick of the bowlers on the day. Um incredibly economical. Uh, obviously, obviously takes the, the, the pace of the ball. You know, there's there's zero pace on the ball. Yeah, it couldn't be less pace. Um, it so actually can
0: walk it down there himself and get it there in time, I reckon.
1: That's right. So the, <laughs> the, the, the bowler the batsman has to do all of the work, generate all of the power. Um but one for one forty one. For 41, I, I you know, I think um you take that, was it, it was a captain's performance, particularly with with his leading strike bowler um, unable to finish his overs. So, um, something to be really proud of uh, uh, there, absolutely. Everybody else, to be honest, kind of took a little bit of a spanking. Um, uh, you know, two wickets for Nathan Coulter Nile, but he went at seven and a half and over. Stoinis uh, Marcus Stoinis hasn't been taking a lot of wickets of late um, and has been a little bit costly, but um, he didn't take any wickets in this game either. Uh, Nathan Lyon one for 64, fairly par for the course. He's, mm. His partner in crime Adam Zampa um, one for 57, uh, remo- removing the uh, the dangerous show of Malik um, and a great century mate to Muhammad
0: Rizwan, the keeper. You know 115 yeah. off 126. Uh, looked good, dominated, promoted up the order after mm-hmm. not batting in the first game. And, you know, you have to wonder why there. Um, Shah Malik looked good for his 60 as well. Outside of that, no other massive scores. I was excited when Yassir Shah came to the crease with only a couple of balls to face because we know what Yassi is like. He's he's not here to hang around, no. he's not here to build an in innings. Yassi is here to hit sixes. Um, and he was very restrained with one off two balls, I, I thought. Um, and it was it was sad he didn't get hold of him more. But mate, this game is all about Aaron Finch. I mean, mm. uh, you know, Uzi Kawaja looked magnificent for his eighty-eight. And holy moly, you know, last time I was on the pod, Chris, I was talking about Uzman Kawaja's sweep shot. This week, I'm here to talk to you about Uzman Kawaja off the pads. Um, want mm. I say, war-esque, like mm. absolutely magical yep. off those pads, Uzi.
1: Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Um, Usman has continued his fine form. He's in great touch at the moment. If there's one thing he'll be frustrated with his game at the moment, it's is it, he has fallen a couple of times in the 90s and the yeah. and the high 80s. Um, but good for it, your average, like Chris. Gr- well, great for your average. Great, <laughs> yeah, we'd prefer a not out, but true. Um, but um, as I say, his form off his pads at the moment, the way he's seeing the ball. Um, you know, you say Mark War. Well, I I I thought at times. Damien Martin, like. Yeah. Um, uh, the way that he's timing the ball and playing the ball at the moment. It's just effortless. He's not a power hitter. Yeah. Um, um, has the ability to hit six ball, of course, but um, looks really good. I think Mark was a great comparison and I think. Um, uh, you know, with Kawaja and Finch, initially it seems like a bit of the original odd couple, but we thought the same thing about Mark War and uh, and Adam Gilchrist. So, True. Um, you know, Mark War obviously more of a classical stroke maker, whereas uh, that's uh, a very palpable comparison. but yeah, I like it. Finch is Finch is more has started to regain a bit more of his, his power hitting, uh, um, you know, prowess uh, of sure. late, um, and. Um, that's certainly something that, that, that we saw a lot of from Aaron Finch in this game. Is he started to to really take the long handle to the batsman and and look more like the Aaron Finch of, yeah, of, old, of old, which is which is wonderful. So, 153
0: uh, off one, 143, Bardo
1: striking at 106, 11 4, 6, 6 is just massive. Just I think one of the all time great captains' performances in a for for Australia in a, in an ODI. You know, there's not too many more that come to. Come to mind in recent history, and um, and and particularly for for that man, as we said, it was it was a massive performance.
0: Australia end up winning the game um, by a couple of runs there, um, and and you know at this point we're two nil up. Um, we actually won by eight wickets with thirteen balls remaining. So that was that was you know. 2-0 up in a series against Pakistan in Pakistan. Uh, just wild. Mm. Uh, I was, even I was starting to believe at this point. Um, the third game we we opened, we started batting, um, which was pretty exciting for a bit of a change around. Kawaja after all of us talking him up, Bardo was out after six balls. Um, Bobo Shimwari... But uh, it was Aaron Finch again, you mm. know, 90 not ninety uh, out to Yassir Shah of 136. A lot more of a tempered innings, only striking at 66. But uh, again, gosh, he looked good. Um, ably supported by Petey Hanscom, the 47. But, mate, Glenn Maxwell down the end of the order was just wild in yeah, this game.
1: Massively inventive um, stroke play. Um, just the the bat speed of Glenn Maxwell is the thing that yeah. strikes me. Um, he's, he's again, he he doesn't muscle the ball. It, it it's all to do with the, uh, the speed of his bat, as insofar as I can tell. Um, and um, the where the more ball, about
0: dexterity, butter than strength.
1: And I think that's right because I think the way he's able to actually angle his bat and the 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 angles at which the ball hits the um hits the the face of the bat. Um, uh, it allows him to, to move the ball into unusual parts of the field mm. so it's really hard to set a traditional cricket field for, for Glenn Maxwell um, uh, just an in- incredible batting performance and, and um, if anything he'd probably been a little bit filthy on uh, on Alex Carey um, the way Glenn Maxwell got out uh, run out seeking a, to take a bye uh, run off a <laughs> wicketkeeper um, Alex Carey sort of stopped him mid-pitch and uh, to be perfectly honest with you, whilst I'm really happy that Alex Carey finished 25 not out, if I was him, I probably would have just followed through because when Glenn Maxwell was 71 or 55 and striking it the way he was... um Maybe take the hit, but um, look. Yeah,
0: you're right. You're right. Have a dive and hope for an overthrow. You know, like mm. um, with Glenn hitting him like that. And look, Bardo, we have done a lot. And again, I'm just going to eat more humble pie over here. Um, mm. Done a lot of talking down of Glenn Maxwell. And he has been one of the most inconsistent, problematic unicorn performers in the in the Australian team. I mean, that's mm. well documented. But when he is on, he is
1: truly something else. He's spectacular, isn't he? No, he's really good to watch. Um. Just as I said, some really inventive stroke play. Um. That bat speed, um, that he's got is uh, is phenomenal. His speed between the wickets, um, his prowess in the field, his prowess in the field. He's batted in a number of different positions. So, so he, it's really about. Uh, it's not so much which which number bats bat that he comes in. It's more about where Australia is in, in terms the of their innings and in the game and I think that um you know, as we said before, uh, we might have said off air, I can't remember if it was off or on, but um that that JL came out in the press and said that um uh Maxwell could be Coley like um, which is a massive rap. I, I would actually make another comparison and say um in terms of his batting um like. Yeah right. Think, yeah okay. I think Donny like is probably the the, uh, the better comparison for me anyway because of um, MS Donny's ability to um, play uh, one day innings uh, at at any speed as required. So mm. Donny can obviously um, you, you know ramp it up at any time and he, or he can slow it down and absorb the pressure. And I think Maxwell has that ability um, as we've seen. So. Um, just a phenomenal batting performance. Um, we then move on to the second the, the second innings of the match. Of course, yep. Pakistan comes to the crease. Um, really, not much to write home about from a Pakistani point of view. From an Australian point of view, however, there are a few things here. Um, so, first of all, Pat Cummins, we see back in the lineup for the oh. first time and only time, I believe, in the series. Um, just here to remind people that he's still in form, uh, taking an incredible three for 23 and, and um, uh, you know, taking critical wickets of, of Sharma Mizzou and the inform, Harris Sahail, uh, and uh, Mohamed Rizwan. So, the two century makers, if you don't mind. Patty just, Cummins is coming yeah. to clean them up. Um, Jason Berendorf bowled really well coming Adolf. in, making the most of his opportunities um, You know, certainly showing that he's more than capable, particularly if Mitch Stark doesn't find himself fit in time for the World Cup 1 for 29 Marcus Stoinis again, uh, filled some overs but didn't look partic- particularly threatening and I think if there's one player of concern from these two subcontinents tours it is Marcus Stoinis, mm. because we know that his ceiling is so high and he, yeah. um, but his bowling hasn't been great and he hasn't made a lot of runs recently but um, but something to keep an eye on. Um, I
0: think it's just his length. There's been a bit wayward. Chris, um, he's bowling been bowling a bit short and a lot of cross seam deliveries, which mm. are very important in one day cricket. But mm. maybe it's just about getting back to his stock ball. Yeah,
1: I think. That, look, I think that's right. And um, uh, I, I, you know, we Australia, I don't think it's found a death bowler yet either. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't think we we've quite worked that one out. Um, we seem to have trialed uh, Stoyness and, and and Cummins and Coulton. I on those positions. Uh you, you know Cummins looks great with a new ball I'm not sure about his ability at the depth at yeah. the depth, depth at the moment Stoinis and and Isle although as we said both very capable bowlers um don't appear to, it, there's no automatic go to guys so I don't think I don't think we worked that out yeah. yet but um Look, single wickets to uh, Lyon and, and again, more importantly, Maxwell. So we talked, again, about Aaron Finch's willingness to go to part-time spin. But most impressively, mate, the figure down the bottom there of uh, Adam Zampa, four for 43, I believe that's the best figures by a leg spinner um, for Australia in one-day international cricket since the year 2000. Wow. And it's, I could be wrong here, phone in if if I'm wrong, but it's actually not who you think. Uh. You think it's SK Warren, right? It's Stewie McGill, isn't Stewie it? McGill. Ah. Stewie McGill. Ah, Stuart McGill. And um, the I the highlights were on the, the Cricket Australia Facebook page. So they do those the throwback videos. Yeah, Stuart McGill's an individual, <laughs> isn't he? <laughs> Mate, he's a unit. Is, is he the most aggressive uh, leg spinner in the history of the <sighs> game? I, it could well be. Just a couple of things striking about Stuart McGill every time I I I watch a highlight highlights package of his, and um, one I'm pretty sure he's wearing a watch. While he's bowling. you need to know the time. But <laughs> <You> <laughs> tell, tell him I what time it lunch. is. You've got to tell him what time it is. And um, He's looking at his altitude. Looking at his altitude. <laughs> and um, he's wearing an unusual number. I think it was like sort of 45. It was a high number. Right. It was weird. Yeah. Um, and also Stuart McGill, um, one of his mannerisms is that he only celebrates from the elbows up.
0: Oh, yeah. You've mentioned this in the pod before, but I... Mm. And watch it, folks. Chris is right. It's really worth a look. It, it's, it's really amazing.
1: Only from the elbows up. Um, but the ferocity in that elbow, Chris. Oh, the power there. You know, it's it's a real <laughs> forearm. It's a forearm jab. Forearm jab. Yeah. I tell you what. If you were in the ring
0: with Stewie McGill, you'd really have to uh, try and get in close because if he got jabs in on you, you'd be you'd be all over. You'd be you'd be gone.
1: So, Pat, if you want to know something funny, so oh, we were, so Australia was um, Australia was three three up at this point. Um, I, I watched the. Watch, watch the uh, the extended highlights of the of the match. So you know, do the research for the for the pod and make my notes and flip the thing. I thought, oh, that, that was a fun series. I thought it was finished. <laughs> <laughs> I was very surprised to find out that there were a fourth and fifth game, but there were. And now we're going to talk about it. Oh, I love it, Chris. Well,
0: I'm glad I'm glad you stuck with it, mate. Um, look, fourth ODI uh, in Dubai. Aaron Finch and Usman Kawaja came out. Australia batting first. Uh, Finchie got a 39. Kawaja again looking very, very solid for a 62. Sauce couldn't get past 10 and was done for 5. Um, PD Hanskin for 7. Stoinis for 2. But it was all about G.J. Maxwell. 98 mm-hmm. of 82. Chris, 119. And look, we've already ranted about Maxwell at length during the last game. But here we go again. Um, mm-hmm. Just extraordinary again some of those shots you know short balls that were sent directly over the keeper's head smash square of the wicket some of his shots down the ground were truly extraordinary mm-hmm. um you know the way that he gives himself space and then smashes them over cover you're like he is uh, wild and ably supported by A.T. Carey um, who didn't run him out this time which was nice for a case. Oh, no, he did get run out he did get run out <laughs> yeah,
1: you're right he did um, but this one I think was more his fault because he was too aggressive coming back for, for the second run um, And but it was a it was sort of a selfless run out because he was trying to push the tempo so disappointed to miss out on the century but was trying to do the selfless team thing I think we can live with that um, just again the power hitting the bat speed is incredible Um reverse his proficiency with a reverse sweep and also the ramp shot yeah the ramps um, were wild uh is incredible his hand eye, no, and i think it sounds simple but i think his ability to watch the ball uh onto the bat um are, are things that, that serve him extremely well um may i say chris more ramps than tony hawks pro skater too Ooh. oh you may i'll allow it. i'll allow it. um Look, and good to see Alex Carey, I think, make, uh, make some runs as well. Um, he has not made a huge amount of runs um, of, of late. Um, I believe this is that was his first uh, international fifty as well. So,
0: hats tipped Alex Carey. Hats worked. Yep,
1: absolutely. So, um, obviously puts a competitive score on the on the board for Australia two seventy one. Um, pick of the bowlers um, for Pakistan, you probably have to go with um, Yasir Shah two for fifty seven. Yep, the uh, the leggy maestro from from Pakistan, um, looking great um but you know, also Khan
0: looked alright too didn't take a wicket but i thought he was pretty economical mm. um you know bowled out all his overs for 47 looked okay um but outside of that they did lack a bit of penetration didn't they Iman was in, was pretty solid as well but got taken for a few runs he did pick up two wickets um, but largely a disappointing bowling performance from the pakistanis heading into the world cup um, their batting performance was better though, particularly for the hundreds. Again, to the keeper Rizwan, who's in very good form, mm. and Abed Ali. Um, yeah,
1: so it's big, big shout Abid Ali because I, I believe this was his uh, one-day international de- debut. Oh, um, again, the fact checkers may want to fact check me on that. Um, but um,
0: well done, that man.
1: Well done, that man. It was his, his debut, and he's he's. Uh, uh, what do you make of him, Chris? Thirty-one years of age. Um, oh, a bit of an older debutant. Love of, an older debutant. Bit of an older debutant. Um, but um, looked really, look, looked really good. And you could see the the joy on his face when he made the hundred was was absolutely superb. And a great selection as well because I, I think he only sort of came into the team as as late cover. It wasn't necessarily a, a selection by design. If you if sure, you sure, like. Sure, sure. Um, so a good good news story there. Um, and look like you know, you've got to have your top order firing if you're going you, to... You absolutely and do. Um,
0: and having a young man, a younger man, I should say, coming in there and being able to do the job, that's that's I, great news for Pakistan.
1: I think that this is one of, this is one of the things though and it, it really... It, is something with you, it's, there's something about Pakistani cricket which is, you, you know, you get the best of them in in terms of the two two centurions. So Abid Ali in his, in his first ever match, scoring 100, looking really good. Muhammad Rizwan, you know, scoring a runner ball 100 uh, and putting Pakistan in a really competitive position chasing down 277. Seven. Seven. Yeah, and uh, so when you know they were they were um, three for it, 218 when Abid Ali uh, gets out in the foot 41st over. He's done his job effectively, so they really should have been able to walk it home from there. The fact that they lose this game is a real concern yeah, for me, and, I, and, I, and I'm sure for Mickey Arthur as well. Um, this was the first time that a team has lost um, whilst having two Centurions. In wow. in the same um, innings, so um, in a one-day international, so that's a real concern because Fantastic. you you really shouldn't be losing from from that position, especially um, when you go
0: from like four for two two nine to yeah. being eight for two seventy. Well, that's right. That's, I mean, you know, that even, tells the whole story.
1: Even three for two hundred eighteen when when Abbott Ali uh, uh, held out um, to uh, Aaron Finch. Um, which was a, a, again a, a nice piece, piece of captaincy as well, just bringing up. Uh, I think it was Fielding at mid off or mid on, and and Finch just brought him up to attempt the drive. Um, but really, for, even from that position, chasing two seventy one with um, seven wickets in hand, you need to walk that home. Do you know what I mean? So Absolutely. And so whether it, whether that's just the inexperience of the Pakistani team or, or or a deeper issue, I'm not sure. Um, but that was that was a real opportunity um, missed to uh to peg one back and and to build confidence leading and into book up.
0: You know, three-two is a different scoreline massively to five-nil. Um five-nil is a bloody drumming. And that's <coughs> and that's what they end <coughs> up with. Fulton mm-hmm. cool Nile picks up three, Stoynis gets two, and a better polling performance from him. Um Lion and Zampa and Richardson all get one. And then we're on to the the dead rubber, Chris. By that time, it's we're sort of finishing out the series here. And the question was, could Australia um, get their first 5-0 win in quite some time and make it 8 on the trot? And you know mm-hmm. what? We bloody could. largely thanks to that, the bat again of Usman Kowaja, who got 98. Finchie with 53. Sean Marsh was 61. Glenn Maxwell was 70. I mean, that top order... Brings me so much joy, Chris. Yeah. I tell you what, I'm going to be able to sleep like a baby tonight having a look at that top order. That's... Well,
1: oh, boy. I mean, is it, good stuff. It is really positive, isn't it? Because, um you know and, and and let's not forget that, that that that's a top 4 without David Warner and without Steve, Steve Smith. Smith yeah
0: um so um how those boys slot in from here is another question
1: <laughs> and 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 over the past couple of seasons effectively unless either of those guys made runs nobody else staffed. Yeah, we we we're in struggle straight so um you know that that is a really heartwarming uh, uh top 4 the other half of the the card doesn't look as good though Stoiness goes for 4
0: Hanskin for 8 Carey for a dark Berendorf for 6 and Richardson for. Five.
1: So that's true, but but I think by the time they come in, it's uh Shaw March loses his wicket in the forty fifth over, um, Stoinis loses his in the forty seventh, Maxwell in the forty eighth, Carey in the forty not forty uh, sure. and then. Um, Hanscom in the 50th over, so they're really trying to push there. Yeah, having a swing, push the tempo there, and that's fine. And that's a, that's a different story. Um, disappointing for Ismaila to miss out on his hundred uh, again, um, but just another superb innings. Um, his uh, his timing of the ball at the moment, his shot selection is immaculate. Um, nothing more I think can be said other than we just hope he continues this rich vein of form. In Hopefully in both forms of the game. Um,
0: good game for Shinwari with
1: the ball on the Pakistan side
0: of things. Yeah, he's a good for 49.
1: Good young bowler, isn't he, Shinwari? Yeah, um, he's got some
0: real talent. Kind of a weird action, but... Uh you know? uh, well, I
1: mean, there's a few good bowlers out there at the moment with, with slightly weird actions. True, true, um, true, 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 true. You know, We think of, of course, Jasper Bumrah, uh, Muhammad Abbas, uh, Shimari's is another one, Gisa Rabada isn't exactly orthodox. So there's a few guys out there. But I think, they might, again, they might have unearthed one there, there Pakistan. Yeah, so, I think so too, Chris. Even though there was some – some, it was a, a serious whitewash. Um, there they got smashed, that, Chris, we should just say it.
0: I mean – Well, they got, <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, yeah, there wasn't <laughs> – you look at five nil and you think it wasn't that close, but it actually wasn't too bad. It was bad. actually pretty close. It was With a five-nil. compelling series. You know what? Yeah. It was a
0: closer five nil than when we beat the Poms five nil uh, in the Ashes that time. That's right. And, you know,
1: it was a closer five 0 in that. That's right. We you know, both. Yeah, both of those times. Um, oh yeah, that's
0: right. We did it twice. We did it twice. Yeah, that's yeah. right. I mm-hmm. forgot. Feels yeah, good, thanks, doesn't it? it? Feels good. Yeah, right? really good, feels good um, to say. Uh, s- in the Pakistan innings, uh, Sean Masood was. Got a 50. How is Sahail struck back from a couple of those scores to get 130?
1: Well, and how's this? So, Abed Ali, who, whose praises we sung in the uh, um, previous match, made hundred makes a 100 on debut. Uh, and then uh, second match out, golden duck. <laughs> hey, f- average of 50, though. Average of 56. <laughs> yeah, it looks really good um, on the... Uh, just retire now, I, I think. You know. Yeah, chuck it, well, chuck it in. Why not? Yeah. Um, uh, but to be fair it was a peach of a ball from uh, from Dice Muradoff of, as well
0: dwarf, Chris. great to see so many West Australians <laughs> in that bowling order yeah. just like taking it apart um, who else Umar Akmal with 43 and Imad Wasim the skipper with 50 down the bottom of the order there it wasn't enough though after 50 overs Pakistan with three hundred and seven pick of the bowlers was the door for three for sixty three singles to Richardson Lyon Maxwell and Zampa um great team effort Chris
1: great team effort. great
0: team effort mate we've got to be pretty bloody pleased about that
1: look and and I think the thing is um across all of the eight matches in the subcontinent uh, both uh uh in India and, and then in, in the UAE against Pakistan um, We've made runs, we've taken wickets We've defended big scores, small scores um, We've batted first,
0: we've batted second
1: um, We've been in difficult positions
0: and caught it back We've had the advantage and pushed it home We've had all situations really
1: I think as far as a, a warm-up series goes uh, That's effectively what you want leading into a World Cup So they've, they've been challenged um, on a number of occasions Come out on top, they've, they've obviously lost some games as well uh, And learnt the lessons from, from that I think we're starting to see um, uh, the influence of uh, Justin Langer yeah. uh, come to the fore. Um, it was hard. Look, it was it was hard for Darren Lehman as well. I think because uh, he came in in the middle of two, in the middle of 2013. Um, you know, just before that Ashes series, and, yeah. and and obviously taking over Mickey Arthur, and that was a bit of a caretaker job to start with. I think so. And Joel risks being in a similar boat. Um, obviously with uh, uh, taking over from Darren Lehman from from the uh, the issues in South Africa. Um, but this is about as good as you could hope to be, I think, leading into a World Cup.
0: Absolutely, mate. And listen, like, a year on from that, it really does feel like the team has changed mm. a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's going to be really interesting to see how Smith and Warner fit back into it all. Mm. Um, I guess, Chris, what I'm asking you now is, is if there's any changes... That you can see happening to your World Cup squad um, off the back of these two series. Look, good
1: question. I, I think the, um, the the best the best Australian lineup for me at the moment is um, uh, Finch and Kawaja at the at the top of the order. Um, Sean Marsh coming in at at uh, at three. Uh, Hanscom uh, coming in at four. Uh, uh, Stoinis coming in at uh, five. Maxwell at six, but with the ability to float up and down um, uh, the order. I mean, clearly, you've you've got to – well, you don't have to fit Steve Smith or David Warner in at the moment, and you may want to – I I can see them being part of the squad – uh, but it's hard to flirt with form. You, I mean, it's, I'm not sure that's something that you necessarily want to do. Um, carry look, Alex Kerry. I think they've they've earmarked as the uh, as the first choice keeper. I would st- I would be sticking with Alex Carey. I think his club work's been solid. Yeah. Um, and he does have the ability to be explosive with the bat. Coming in at seven as well, I think there's a little bit less pressure on him as say sure. that it has been on, on a Gilchrist or. With the likes, but mate,
0: off the back of Davey Warner's hundred in the IPL, surely
1: he's beating on the door. And well, Steve Smith is still like the number three or four batsman in the world, and it's still Steve, Steve Smith. So, I, I think the only change that, changes that you might make, you might see Peter Hanscom pulling the gloves. Um, Ooh. so Peter, Peter Hanscom um, did, did do a bit of keeping in the T20 series against India recently. But are you spicy, spicy so, thinker? So, I mean, that's something to think about as well. So, what you might see there is um, is perhaps. Uh, I mean Hanscom coming in at seven, yeah. or or Hanscom coming in at six, um, um, and and Stoyness coming in at seven. You know, and, and doing it that way far out. Um, I would be. <laughs> you're
0: loath to tinker with it though Bardo. i can tell you're oh, loath to tinker with I it. i
1: think that's it that's the only obvious change I, I can see in that because Hanscom is again he's a capable gloveman um he's in reasonable form if he's coming in lower down the order you take the pressure off him in terms of ha- having to score bulk runs mm. um clearly he's in form at the moment and and going well um i don't want to mess with the o- with, with the opening no i don't think we should mess with uh, I think it's too good with the opening partnership and um and that that's where I have trouble with Dave Warner because he's in great touch in the IPL at the moment. He's just he's scoring you know huge runs at a really fast clip and looks really good. Um, but it's a it's a tough thing to change form to, to and, and and so that so I'm reticent about that. I, I do think having Warner in the squad is a really good idea because I think you you could just see in a, in a World Cup semi final, um, particularly if he's been held back and uh, chomping at the bit. Yeah. So I think I think certainly having a part of the squad. Uh, in terms of uh, in terms of the bowling attack, look, uh, it's a tough one, isn't it? I I think your obvious your your obvious first selection is Cummins. Yep, he's got to be there. Um, and I think your your next two obvious selections in terms of the bowl is um you you've got to go with Zampa and Lyon. Yeah, because that combination's working really well. Um, and so then from there, you know, we've effectively got as I said, we've got uh uh you know. Stark, Hazelwood, a Stark, fit. Hazelwood. Um, uh, you've got the dwarf, Bert uh, Berendorf, Kane Richardson, um, Tremaine. If he makes it on the Tremaine, plane, Tremaine, Coulter, no. so It's a few. I mean, a few a few can even just the
0: horses for horses, Chris, and just look at the pitch and pick the bowls effectively. Yeah. The
1: trouble is, you've got to pick a squad of fifteen. So, so that's that's the other thing. So, look, I I think that um, at the moment, I think you're you're um, you've got your two spinners. Um, your 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 next your first choice paceman is, is Pat Cummins. From there, um, you've got to have at least one or two other pace pace bowlers. So I think your next one's got to be um, probably uh, Nathan Coulton. I think he's probably been the, the next pick. Um, and I think um, whilst Jason Barrett has, has been a very solid citizen, um, I think um, you know Stark just has that X factor. Yeah. Um, the question for me then remains about um, uh, Rich Jai Richardson because of Jai Richardson his form has been phenomenal. So um, I don't know I don't know how many guys i will just pick there, but um, I think mean, you picked about twenty guys, by But I
0: think that's about the I think that's about it, mate. Like it's a tough call. It's going to be a really tough call, and um, I can't wait for that World Cup to get started. The hype's already starting, Chris. It's starting in my heart, and um, we on Two for None gonna add to that hype. We're going to have in depth chats with our correspondents. Um, from each nation coming up uh, over the next couple of weeks and months in the lead-up to the World Cup beginning. On that front, we are still chasing our correspondents from Pakistan, the West Indies, Bangladesh and Afghanistan. So if you are in from any one of those countries, you love two for none, you love cricket, you got to get in contact with us, folks. Uh, we will put you on the pod. You can come and join the Facebook groups with Chris, me, Roscoe, Thatil. Um, Heidi Cheadle's there Chris Goodrick's there um, Tom Hawkey's there Jai uh, singers is there we talk some really good nonsense and you could be a part of that that could be a part of your life so so get around it um, Chris I reckon we should end this uh, we have successfully not got kicked out of this room so I think we can call that a win mm. um, let's go get a burrito big man
1: before we do uh, any final thoughts from you Chris? oh that double meat Chick- <laughs> chicken and pork it sounds good doesn't it? Um, no, look, it's been it's been an exciting. Extended summer, uh, the umpires have extended play, Way. Uh, and now the lights are getting turned on. Um, you yeah, know what, what started out as six hours of play is now turning into its ninth hour. But I love it. It's great. It's great. Um, so, so I'm excited for World Cup. and I'm excited for Anasha's uh, tour. And uh, um, look, I think we're going to be here <laughs> until next summer. But let's keep going. Let's keep rolling. It's been good fun.
0: Thanks very much, Bardo. Thanks for joining me. And uh, we will see you again soon. Thank you very much, anyone. And go those Aussies!